Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This segment is brought to you by Bullstrong. Bullstrong is an apparel company started by a good, close personal friend of mine named Bull. Now, I'm here to tell you about what Bullstrong really is. Bullstrong is a mentality. It's a belief that you can do anything. You've trained your mind as hard as you have your muscles. You believe in yourself and you know your own potential. You're the type of person who stands up for what you believe in. You do what you say and no one doubts it. To be truly bull strong, the word quit is not in your vocabulary. If you're listening to this and you instantly thought that fits your description, then support our brand. Proclaim to the world that you are indeed bull strong. You can access bull strong on Facebook. Just go and search bull strong. He'll pop right up. You've got bull strong apparel. It's bull dash strongapparel.com to put it simple bull strong is a company that don't suck on this episode of the the h2o cast we sat down with amy minyard now amy is a 15 year licensed massage therapist single mom she's been through a lot in her life on this episode we sit down we talk with her about some of the struggles and some of the tops, some of the high sides that she's been able to have throughout her life and how she focuses on the positivity of what life has to offer versus the negative to get her through. And she helps others in that struggle. Uh, She's a community activist, really getting stuff done, um, trying to just help everybody that she can. I hope you enjoy this episode. So, Amy, what are you good at? What do you do? Well, first of all, I am a licensed massage therapist. have been a massage therapist for 15 years. Um, but I'm veering off into the self-love coach. Um, I have a group on Facebook that's called the Self-Love Club. And basically, so I know as a mom and as a person that has a full-time job and a part-time job, I lost myself somewhere along the way. And I want mothers and uh, fathers and, you know, just people in general to really realize that they have to take time for their self and they have to practice self-care and they have to practice um, self-love every day and change their mindset in order for them to not be depressed or take their life for granted um, and not be thankful and to be grateful for everything that they have, even if it's not very much. I don't have a lot, but I'm so grateful for it. Um, I've really learned a lot in my life through grief, through loss, through divorce. And I just want other women and other mamas to know that you're doing a great job. You get burnt out. We have nervous breakdown. It's okay. Get back up and take your power back. Um, I think a lot of people just lose themselves in the life and then their our daily jobs. Um, and I, I'm here to teach people different, to change their mindset around self-care and self-love. Um, and with me being a therapist for 15 years, I see people, you know, they'll come in, they'll get a massage. They'll only get one once a year. Their bodies wreak havoc over this 
amount of time in a year that you're not taking care of yourself. If you're not taking care of your body, you're not taking care of your mind, you're not taking care of your heart, you're not taking care of yourself spiritually, you have to fill yourself back up because you can't give from an empty vessel. So if, and I say mamas because, you know, I'm a mama, I can't speak for men, but this is for men too because your fathers, brothers, uncles, you know, everybody has and takes care of other people or that's the way it should be. But nowadays we're so busy with life and everything has to be go, go, go that people forget to take care of themselves and to fill themselves back up so they can give to other people. And I think that's where burnout comes from. So do you think that's more of a, a generational time thing? Um, like were, were our parents and their parents' parents just as stressed out as we are, they just didn't show it? Or is it because we have so many things going on now with tech and everything being right here, right now, do you think that has to play a part in it? Or is it more so just people just not taking care of themselves habitually over all time, and now we're finally starting to learn this? No, I think older generations did take care of themselves. Um, they did a better job at it. They took better care of their families than what we do in our generation. Um, I think it is a generational thing where we have evolved and the world has evolved to where it's like we're almost walking robots because everything is tech related. And not that it's a bad thing. It's just everything is instant. Everything is instant. Well, we can't have the instantaneous self-care because you have to do it every day in order for you to create the habit to help yourself stay focused, to stay um, healthy spiritually, mentally, and physically. And if all those things aren't in play, we lose ourselves and we just begin to repeat the day over and over and over and that's where we're at. We're just on repeat. Nobody's taking care of themselves. So where does everybody find the time to be able to do that? Because, I mean, you tell somebody, hey, you take 15 minutes a day, and they're like, I just don't have 15 minutes. You have to 15 create. minutes doesn't exist in their timeline. Even if it's a bubble bath, even if it's just five minutes in the bathtub, you know, even if it's just a few minutes just saying, hey, I'm so grateful for the person I am. I'm just so grateful for everything that I have. It doesn't take a lot of money to take care of yourself. It takes time and the mindset and to set goals and to reach those goals and to celebrate yourself. And I think people have let that go by the wayside and they, they don't do those things anymore. I think our, our you know, I know my mother and my father, they had goals in life, and I know their parents had goals in life. And they achieved them, they just might have achieved them in a different manner than what we do today. And I think that everybody's trying to keep up with the Joneses. Stop worrying about the Joneses. Stop it. Just be grateful for who you are and love yourself. And don't worry about anything, anybody else. And I think that's where we're at today in the world. Everything is you know, about money and centered around money. And trust me, I love money too. But when we die, what so do happen with money? You haven't seen a hearse with a money truck like right behind it? No. You haven't seen one of those going down the road yet? No. I, I haven't either. It. I've been looking. And 
not seen one with a trailer hitch at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think there anybody's taking stuff with them. No, I would rea- I would rather my kids have experiences than to have material things. I would rather have less material things and more experiences in life because those are memories and those are things we are missing today. My parents created memories. Their parents created memories. What are we creating today? And I think that's why the self-care has gotten so out of control because we have forgotten along the way how to live because we're on repeat and everything's instantaneous and we can do anything we want in the world instantly. So how does a how does a burned out mom out there just uh, decide that she's going to start doing this? What's what's her first step? What does she do? Does she grab a book? I mean, does she listen to a book on tape? Um, does she listen to a podcast? I mean, what does she do? I mean, grab your Bible, read your Bible. I mean, some people may not believe in God, and that's okay. Grab your Bible, read it. You know, fill your cup back up. You have to, and trust me. I have been the lowest of low in my life. Um, I lost my brother and I lost my kid's dad within 10 days of each other. I didn't think I would make it through that month. Honestly. I had a nervous breakdown. And the reality set in that I had to raise my kids by myself. And even though we were divorced, The reality was he was still there, but then when he passed away, it was like, it's on on me. Like, my parents are too old to help me. It's on me. Like, everything is on me to support them, to love them, to take care of them, to meet all of their needs. It falls on my shoulders. So I had to really dig deep in order to find myself again. And it took me a long time, a long time to find myself. But I'm trying to teach other women that no matter what happens to you in life, you've got everything you need inside of you. You just have to search for it and you have to dig deep to get it back and to stand in your power again. And to stand in your power, you first have to love yourself again. Do I think I'm anybody more than just a single mom out here trying to make a way for our kids? No. I'm, I'm really humble. I'm not anybody. I'm just me. But I see it every day in life on how people aren't taking care of themselves. And number one, the biggest thing, they don't love themselves. They hate themselves. They honestly do. Why? Why do you hate yourself? figure this out you know we all make mistakes we all have a past I have a jaded past but I'm not the person I was yesterday today I'm better and every day I get better and I want others to know that they can do exactly the same thing I'm doing and they can be happy and be loved again just by simply Practicing self-care and self-love on a daily basis. Even if that is just the simplest of things of just taking a bubble bath by yourself, lighting a candle, 
candle costs what five bucks well see a lot of moms will tell you they they don't get that five minutes because as soon as they close that bathroom door mom 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 i need this right now mom i get it so i mean what are it. what are they to do because I, i'm telling you they're gonna find every excuse in the world you have to quit making excuses you have to quit making excuses and you have to want to be better you have to want to be better and if you don't want it it's okay don't want it but i'm going to tell you that the longer that you don't want to be happy and joyful you won't have that peace you won't have that peace of mind you'll always have worry and confusion and depression why would you want to live like that why would anybody want to live like that it's weird we have a lot of people that do uh, there's a lot of people that are just in that that routine and that's that's just where they're at that's where they stay they, they like that dark circle um, and you you look at social media and you'll see just the darkness it's always kind of the same thing um, I have to filter it out myself I'll see a post from somebody and if it's like five in a row of just melancholy drama I won't unfriend them but I'll definitely unfollow because right. I don't really want that in my life I just don't want to see it I'm just like eh. same thing for political posts yeah. if they go in there they're super right they're super left I'll look at that one and I'll go, I don't want to hear about this. And whether I support it or not, I'm just like, I don't want to hear about it. I'll go look at their profile. I'll look at their last three posts. If two of them were, you know, a gym video and a dog doing something stupid, they can stay. But if it's three political posts in a row of just something crazy, unfollow. I'm just, I'm just done. I mean, I'll, I'll remain friends with a lot of people, but yeah. there's just some, I, I just can't do it. I yeah. just can't. I can't live in that negative world. And no, I do purges all the time on Facebook. I purge people all the time. I did one the other day, and I got rid of 3,000 people. 3,000 people? I did. You had that many people on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> well, I stayed on there, so I guess that's, that's something. I'm not done yet. Oh, <laughs> I'm just well, teasing. I'm, teasing. I'm on the way out. That's good to know. So. You're on the way out the door. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's super. No, I get it. Um... You have to want to get out of that negative environment. It is one of the things that, you know, I first started working out, and that's how I kind of had time for myself. That's where I created the time for myself, was my gym time. That was my time. That was the 30 minutes, and I allotted only 30 minutes a day. Um, and you can't do a lot at the gym in 30 minutes, but that's all I had mm -hmm. at the time. That's all I have. And how, I made how, it work. How was that journey? Where what was your point where you said that's it, I've got to make a change? What what were you at at that point? You know, what what level emotionally, physically were you at to say, "Hey, I've got to make this change." For you personally, what's your story to say, "Hey, this For is For me when. personally, okay, so in 2012, my brother and my ex-husband passed away within 10 days of each other. Um Actually, my brother passed away eight years ago today. Um, and then 10 days later, 10 days later, it was my ex-husband who passed away. Um, I mean, literally just got my brother buried and the kid's dad passed away. Um, I didn't get out of bed the whole month of August after we buried my ex-husband. I didn't get out of bed. I didn't brush my hair. I didn't brush my teeth. I didn't go to work. I stayed in bed all day. I don't even know if my kids ate 
I can't tell you. I don't. I don't even know. I can't tell you. I don't remember. I don't remember any of that. Um, and then in October, I decided that we were gonna move to Georgia. I needed a change. You like frizzy hair and and humidity. That's what I'm hearing. No, I just needed <laughs> to get out of town. And we went and looked at houses, and they were not happy. The kids were not happy. They didn't want to leave. And I get it. I get it. I wanted to leave. I wanted to run away. That's what I wanted to do. That's what that was about. I so wanted to run away. Wait, running away doesn't solve your problems? No. What? Run, running away does not solve your problems. So we were coming back through I-75, and through London, we just took a scenic route home, and um, we passed by this house. And they said, Mom, turn around. That house was for sale. And I was like, in Park City? I don't want to live in Park City, boys. And they were like, Mom, please turn around. Let's just look at it. They hadn't really wanted to look at any house in Georgia. Like, I had to drag them in there. So we come back. Lo and behold, the front door was unlocked. Come on in. House was empty. Beautiful. It's been redone. They ran upstairs. And they said, this is my house. Carly was like, this is my room. Levi's four. He don't really probably remember any of it. And I called my realtor. And I said, hey, I need you to come up here. I need to put an offer in on the house. So I did. She came back a few days later and said they didn't accept my offer, that they accepted another couple's offer. She said, you want to still look for a house? So I looked a couple more houses in Bowling Green, and I said, no, nah, let's just stop. I'm just burnt out on looking right now. Let's just stop. And um, my wedding anniversary was November the 17th, and uh, she called me back November the 17th, and I called these little God winks. These, for me, are what I call God winks. It was a specific day that is, you know, reminiscent in my heart that I'll never forget because I did love my ex-husband. And um, she said, so they want you to put another offer on that house. And I said, are you serious? She said, yeah. So I put in another offer, and they accepted it this time. And we moved in before Christmas. We moved in that, the day after Christmas in 2012. So that for me, we moved in here, and I really got real about my my weight loss journey or my journey to be healthier and happier for my kids. So essentially. For me, this house, and I, I've wrote about it on Facebook several times, this house is where we have healed. This is our home that we've healed in, and we've gotten better in. And I'm very thankful for this house because all in all, I think God was winking at me and was like, this is your house. This is the house I want you in right now. And um, so this is, this is home, and that... For me, when I started, I started in January of 
2013, getting real about my, my health. And I wasn't, I lost about 60 pounds to start out with, going to the gym and lifting weights and running 100 miles a month. I don't even know why I committed to that. That's a terrible idea. That's terrible awful. idea. Running it was. Just, no. Running was a terrible idea. Yeah. Steady and state cardio. Just awful. No, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I lost about 60 pounds, but I wasn't ever where I wanted to be. Like it wasn't enough because I started out at 310 pounds. Wow. Yeah. So that wasn't where I wanted to be. And 60 pounds still wasn't enough. So I decided in 2017 that I was going to um, just go and get a consult from a weight loss um, surgery doctor, so a surgeon. And um, I went to Vandy, and he told me I would never have lost the weight on my own because um, I had a a cyst on my thyroid that actually just causes my thyroid to shut down, and Hmm. no amount of medicine would have changed it. And he said, and with your hormones being out of balance, nothing was going to help you. You can work out and work out and work out, but he said you're not ever going to get any smaller than what you are now. So I decided to go ahead and do surgery, and I did. I did the full gastric bypass, and I'm down 140 pounds from my 310. So how is your diet now? Um, not necessarily versus what it is. What is your what is your daily that you go through now? Because I know when you do gastric bypass, because I we just did an episode with Shane, um, who just did his last year, and he's down a whole body. Like yeah. he's half the person he was. Right. Um, but what is your diet consist of now? How are you eating each day? How do you carry on to maintain the weight? Because I've also heard about people that get the bypass and then they blow right back up. Yeah. Um, they just don't have that self-control. Mm-hmm. So it's what do you do now? It's a lifestyle change. It's a lifestyle change. It's a mindset. Mindset shift. You have to shift your mindset. And that's the whole part of loving yourself. If you don't love yourself, you're not going to eat good, right? You're going to go to McDonald's every day. You're going to drink sodas and pop and ice cream. You're going to do everything that you've always done. You have to shift your mindset. You have to want to be better. If you don't want to be better, then you're just going to stay the same. That's with anything in life. If you just want to go to work every day and work a ho-hum job every day, that's what you're going to do. If you want more out of life, you're going to go out and you're going to get more. You're going to achieve more. You're going to work another job. You're going to do whatever it takes to start a business. You have to shift your mindset to say, hey, I want better. I want this. If you don't, you're always going to be in that place. You're never going to find your purpose. And I'm all about finding my purpose. And my purpose is, you know, God said I want you to shine your light and draw people to me. And I have to tell my story in order to do that. This is exactly what I'm doing. I'm just telling my story. And that's what I do in the self-love club. I just tell my story. You know, my story is about grief. It's about loss. It's about rejection. It's about losing weight. 
It's about everything that my life has been about. It's about transformation. Transforming into the person that God wanted me to be, be to begin with. But he had to give me a story first to tell. So everything that you've been through in life, that's your story. Tell that. People need to hear that. They need to hear what you've been through. They need to know that you survived and that you're happy and healthy now and you're better because they want it deep down. They just don't know how to do it. I'm here to show them. I'm here to tell them. That's what my story is. I'm here to shine my light for the world to see it. So let's say at the end of the table here, we had, we'll call her Susie. Susie sits down. She's a little overweight. She's got three kids at home. She's working um, a night shift job because her husband works during the day. she got to have somebody to watch the kids. Um, can't really afford daycare. They make okay money, but they're not doing great. What do you tell Susie? You know, when she's looking for that five minutes of that bath time and she can't get it because the kids are knocking on that door, what does she need to do to make that happen? Do something for five minutes without coming home first. I understand. Trust me. There's There's been times that I didn't have no time at all. I get it. You know, I've been raising my kids on my own for 15 years. I get it. It's tough. That's when you grab a notebook and you do- jot stuff down. You jot your goals down, your dreams down. And then you make you know, a list of how you can achieve them. Even if it's just, how can I achieve five minutes of bath time by myself? You know what I'm saying? It's like, ask your neighbor to come over and watch the kids while you jump in the bathtub. It takes a village to raise your children. And I think as a society that we are today, we can't trust people anymore. And that's true. We can't because there's a lot of crazy people out in the world. We can't trust people anymore. So therefore, it closes us off as people. And it, But it really does take a village to raise children. I will tell you. My mom has been a godsend. I don't know what I would do without her. My sister, she's always helped me raise my kids. Um... My neighbors, they're great. They are like my kids' grandparents. Um, They have no kids of their own, and I depend on them so much. Just, you know, hey, I'm going to be gone for a couple hours. Can you just just check on the boys while I'm gone? And they always do. So I think nowadays we don't trust people enough because we can't, because there's a lot of crazies in the world. But I think it's finding your people to help you raise your kids. And I think we've just got out of being a family. Does that make sense? Well, my question is, is it so much that there's more crazy people in the world? Or is that just all we see anymore? Every story that I see on on social media or through the news is always about, you know, a Florida man. 
A Florida man, if you just Google it, will come up with the craziest stories you've ever heard of in your life. A Florida man bites somebody's face off. A Florida man eats an alligator alive. A Florida man runs naked through a Walmart. You know, these are the kind of things you see. Right. Um, but if you take away that reach that we have globally, if we take away the phone, if we take away everything else, then everybody that you've described are people that were within reach before cell phones, before we had this global communication network. Right. That's all that any of us had in the rural areas. Now, I, I call us the flyover states because the world is run by California, New York, and the East Coast, West Coast. Everybody in between, we don't care about those people. Those are farmers. They just they, they just, just do the farm. farming. They don't, they don't have they lives. They just produce our food. Yeah, they don't have thoughts or ideas. So is it more so that we just see it more so we think that everybody's crazy? Or is it, hey, people are still genuinely good. There's just a couple more crazies out there. Um, you know, kids don't go play outside anymore. They just don't. They don't. It's because we have created the internet Mm -hmm. and the internet keeps them inside. I I agree. In Park City, can the kids go play outside? No. Why? It's Park City. There's nothing here. They're too close to the interstate. Too close to the interstate. <laughs> no, Levi goes and plays outside all the time. So Levi's in here with us now. Um, because everybody can hear this. They don't see Levi over here shaking his head going, what in the world? But, you know, I went and played outside. I didn't live as close to interstate. However, if I did, as a child, I wouldn't think, hey, let me go dodge cars on the interstate. That's not what I'm going to go do. I'm going to go find something else to play with or do. So I really don't think that Levi's going to be out there jumping in front of semis. No, that's not what I meant. I just meant, like, you know, random people can get off the interstate, which they do every day, um, and they could kidnap him. (laughs) So, if we look at the statistics of of kidnapping and how many kidnappings actually happen uh, within the year, the amount of random kidnappings um, from random people that are not spouses, ex-spouses, uncles, aunts, family... People that are already close and tight knit, I think it's like less than a hundred for the year two thousand eighteen. Um, yeah. Last month of the stats. So the amount of like actual kidnappings, really, really minimal. But everybody is so incredibly close knit with everything, and I think that if we took all the social media stuff, all the news stuff out, yeah. and you just had that community that you just told me about of your neighbors who look after, and your mom who's here, and everybody else who's in this small community, you wouldn't be afraid of Park City. I oh, think I'm not afraid look, of Park City. No, no, but I mean, like if kids went out and they were out till the streetlights came on, because as we when came when we came up, streetlights come on. That's when you got to be back at the house. Exactly. Like and don't come home before. Right. My grandmother, um, my parents would drop me off at my grandmother. She wasn't even my blood grandmother. She was my step grandmother, but she was the most amazing woman ever. Um, and I'm so happy that God blessed me with her. Um, she was from Hazard, Kentucky, and. Um, she would braid our hair at six o'clock in the morning during the summer, fix us a big breakfast, you know, bacon, eggs, sausage, gravy, biscuits, everything, sliced tomato, I mean, fried apples. She had it going on on every morning. So I spent the summer with her and she had all of us grandkids and she would like braid her hair and then she would like smack us on the ass as we were going out the door and she said I don't want to see you until one o'clock that's lunchtime. <laughs> don't come in this door for nothing 
And she had us like a little cooler outside that had water or, you know, like a, wasn't really, it was a bucket with, with a ladle in it. That's, that's what it was with water. Just as good as a hose. You know. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what you drank out of. And uh, we would go play in the woods for hours. Hours and hours and hours. And that was my summers. And it was great. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have TV. We played. We played in the woods. We played in the creek. You know. Now, just for our listeners, Levi is shaking his head going, you guys live with dinosaurs. <laughs> there's something wrong. Were you riding brontosauruses? What were y'all doing? Because there's nothing entertaining about the woods more than six minutes. Anything past your standard YouTube video, uh, I don't care. <laughs> I just don't want to see it. So Exactly. So we could keep ourselves entertained all day long in the woods. Um, now, how many random people would you just come upon while you were playing in the woods? Zero. Zero. Nobody. Do you think it's changed? Do you no. really think there's kidnappers just waiting in the woods going, this is going to be the one day that some <laughs> parent lets their kid go play. This will be the one. It's been six years since I've seen a soul out here. This will be the day that a kid comes by and I can snatch him up. It's so hard today for them to be kidnapped because they're inside. <laughs> yeah. But were kidnappings higher when we were kids? No. They no, really weren't. probably not. Yeah, because it just didn't happen. Didn't happen. But because the spotlight's been put on it, everybody's worried about the kids getting kidnapped. Yep. You're much more, much more likely to have your kids kidnapped by an ex-husband, an ex-wife, um, a sister, a brother, um, anybody like that. Who knows where the kids are, who understands where they're going, what they're doing, and the kid doesn't go, I'm not getting in that van. I don't care if it says free candy. I'm going this way. So, right. I don't know. I, I think that so much of what we see um, in social media and on the news is just a lot of propaganda to keep us it scared. Is to keep propaganda us to houses. keep us scared, to keep us in our houses. It is. It really is. I will agree with that. And that keeps us from doing all the family stuff because rather than go see grandma we'll yeah. all call grandma we'll all text her we'll all I'll FaceTime with her and that's fine but you don't get that that human yeah. contact that what happened in the to room. Sunday dinners what happened to the you know family you know we gathered around and we broke beans and we canned and we did all the things that gardening you know we did all of those things what mm -hmm. happened to that where did we it's because everything is so accessible the grocery store has everything the grocery store delivers and and I they've mean, made really. us believe the society has made us believe that if it's packaged it's way better than anything we could grow it's not which is a bunch of crap it's crap yes but i really think that's a lot of the people in the cities that are living that way and they think everybody should live that way and we don't have to we're yeah. out here in the middle of nowhere exactly we're lucky to have really internet reception um we, we really are to have wi-fi out here exactly it's remarkable, <laughs> it's remarkable. So, it is. thank goodness yeah. for that interstate you're so afraid of because <laughs> if we didn't have that there would be nothing here there would be like a house a post office that's it now we have like six houses in a post office so it's okay so it's okay but, yeah, yeah. But otherwise, I mean, we wouldn't have all those nice conveniences without the rest of it. So right. I really think that in our lifetime, or in the, the time of humans, this is the best time to be alive. But we just have to make that conscious change. We have to strive to spend time with family. I drag my nephew out of the house, um, who he would rather 
much rather sit at home, play video games, watch Letterkenny, um, than be out with family. But I drag him out and I say, hey, man, we're going to go do this podcast on a Sunday. That's what we're going to go do. And here he is as he sits over here on the soundboard doing his job, finally. And, um, <laughs> you know, this that is my family time. That's why I do this. That's why I release a podcast every Sunday. It's because of that family dinner on Sunday thing. We need to have that. We should have that back. People should go and eat a meal together on a Sunday. With Not, their family. Yeah. Or yeah. your assimilated family. Because yeah. we all grow up with a family, and then we go out in the world and we choose our own. And then we make our own family. So that's, yeah. they're not necessarily connected to our parents. Right. It's just who we choose as our family. Right. I get it. So yeah. I know I've been very, very blessed to have a, a very large extended family with strength sports and everything else. Um, you know, I can travel anywhere in the world and I have a couch to sleep on because I know somebody that I've competed with or I've judged or, you know, been around for strength. So it really gives me a, a huge leg up in the world. You know, can you go to... I don't know. We'll call it Portland. And have a couch to sleep on? No. It'd be pretty tough. You'd be like, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. I know. I can I, go to Texas and have a place to sleep, but I don't know about Portland. Yeah. See, I can go to almost any city in the States, almost any country, and I've got a couch to sleep on, or a futon, or a air mattress, or sometimes just a rolled up sleeping bag. That's kind of rough. But, you know, <laughs> I always have at least shelter. Wherever right. I go, I have somebody who will, you know, be there to help me, and they always know that they can come to my home and do the same thing. So having that extended family and having that part of your life built is hugely important for self-love, self-help. So when these people get stuck in their lives and they're just they're just in it, how do they figure out a way to just stop it? Because you, you can tell them, hey man, grab a Bible. They're going to go, yeah, yeah, I've got one. It's right there, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got to actually read it. And then they're going to be back on their phone scrolling, yeah. swiping up. I mean, I'm addicted to my phone. Levi, I'll tell you. I'm just as addicted to my phone as anybody else. Um, I probably spend a lot of time on my phone, but I do connect with people on my phone. It's not just about Facebook. It's about community, and I do have a community that I connect with on Facebook. And hopefully, I'm an asset to that community that I'm a part of. Um, and, I, and I know that I am because I just spent, you know, a five days with these ladies in April in West Palm Beach. And we, you know, had a flow and grow session um, where we all kind of wrote down all of our goals and what we dreamed our business to be and how we could get there. And we all brainstormed for each other. And that was the most wonderful experience. I mean, I've been working with these ladies for two years, but to actually meet them and to hash out our ideas together. So all these folks are distant? They're, yeah, they're not from they, here? Where, no. are they, where are they all from? Like one lady lives in Georgia. Another one lives in Florida. Uh, we have one that lives in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, and then I think three of them live in Texas and one in California. So, see, that's where having that, that technology is a great thing. Yes. Because you've extended your family to all those people there. Yes. So, what was that trip like to West Palm Beach? Yeah, it's kind of funny you went to West Palm Beach because I'll be there in six weeks for nationals. That's a part of my 
long trip I'm taking through September. I'm taking the entire month of September to go do strongman shows. I'm going to Florida, to Iceland, and then to Vegas just through the podcast and do all these other fun things. Eddie, I'd love for you to go if you just make more money. It'd be great. <laughs> just make that happen. Um, but, you know, it's, it's like it's funny as you say West Palm Beach. Of all the places in America for you to have gone right. and done that, it's just coincidence to me that my next trip is – you know, well, I've got to go to Virginia, I've got to go to Georgia, a few other things. But, like, that's my next big trip, you know, several day, take time off work kind of trip. Right. Um, so, you guys all met up on Facebook. Yep. Through this group yep. that you've got. And you decided, hey, we all need to take a trip together. How long did it take to schedule that trip and get five different women to not have 4,000 excuses as to why they couldn't do it? What did it take to organize that? Because I feel like... It would be more like herding cats and trying to get them all to drink out of the same bowl. Actually, so. it was not. It was okay. So there is a two ladies um, that run retreats called Ignite and Expand on Facebook, and um, it's Cameo Mucha and Suzanne Adams. Um, and I signed up for this trip for West Palm Beach to go to Ignite and Expand. In 2017, I thought it was in 2018 that I was going, and it was actually 2019 that I was going. So I was pretty bummed that I paid for this trip and I didn't get to go in for two years. So you paid two years in advance Yeah. for this trip? Yeah. What kind of, I've got to ask, how much did this trip cost? Oh, it wasn't very expensive. I think I paid, um, for the Ignite and Expand retreat, it was two ninety seven. $297. Yeah. And how many days was this that you were gone? Well, so that was only supposed to be for the weekend. Okay. But then we all figured out that four out of five of us were going to the same retreat. Mm-hmm. So why not all of us go? And then we'll meet up on Wednesday and we'll spend Wednesday and Thursday together. And then we will... Um, go to the retreat Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we'll fly out Sunday night. Um, and that's basically what happened. We all kind of brainstormed and was like, hey, we're all going to this. Why not just go a couple of days early and spend some time with us that we've been working with each other for two years and just kind of brainstorm for two days. And that's what we did. And it was the most magical thing in the world. And the bonds that we have are just irreplaceable. I don't know what I'd do without these women in my life. Um, they help me to reach down deep inside myself and to really be the business person that I want to be and to really shine my light in a way that I want the world to see it. Um, and they've helped me grow. They've so helped me grow. When is your next retreat then? If it was that rewarding, you would think, hey, I want to do this again. Oh, yeah. And maybe again and again and again to make it happen. But they are all going to Paris, and I don't get to go. Why don't you get to go? Well, because I work at General Motors during the week. That's a really great job. And I don't have any more time off this year, so. Oh, that's going to be kind of tough. Yeah. Yeah. The whole no time off thing kind of makes it. It kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Can't fly to Paris. Having a job at GM, though, that. It doesn't get much better than that for Bowling Green, for this part of the country. I would beg to differ, but I'm not complaining. I, mean, I build dreams. 
for if anybody middle-aged asks. men with jean shorts and white New Balance shoes and a polo <laughs> shirt. Because that's who buys those cars. Yeah. Because when you say GM, it's not just GM, it's Corvette. Right. So it's, that's a whole other. We nother, build a, a whole. You build midlife crises. We build midlife crisis, yes. Yeah. But hopefully with uh, the new. Mid-engine car? C8 mid-engine that will um, appeal to more millennials. And uh, Hold on, wait, time out. What's the price point on this new mid-engine? Um, the price point starts at 60000 that's still midlife crisis car. No, 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 not nowadays. Not for millennials. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at my millennial nephew, and yeah. he's like nodding, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally want that car. I gotta have it. So, yeah, he he, he would totally to spend sixty thousand dollars on a car. He did spend sixty thousand on a car. I don't know if you noticed the car we brought up. I in. did. I did. Yeah. I noticed um, it. He's got a nicer car than I do, and it makes me very angry um, <laughs> on the daily, as I drive a two thousand Jetta, and he's rocking a an Audi A8. So, that must be what it is. I got to cut your pay down to <laughs> less than zero that you're making now. That's what he I'm needs to do. get a Corvette. You need you need that new C8. Yeah, you get the new C8, and I'll take the Audi. I'm good with that. Because I'll, I'll tell you, we we took a, a road trip down in June to go see World's Strongest Man in Florida, and I was like, all right, cool, man. We'll take your car. It's a little bigger than mine, and mine doesn't have AC, so we'll definitely take yours. And I get in his car, and I don't realize what it has um air-conditioned seats heated seats a massager in the seat built in um cruise control that is probably the greatest invention of all time so like when i'm driving down the road i hate when somebody in front of me decides to do between 70 and 78 miles an hour they can't pick one speed they just have to keep varying up Mm -hmm. and down up and down they're looking at their phone they're swerving and i'm just I'm, i'm screaming at them i'm yelling at them all the road rage in the world's coming out. And I'm like, God, I hate this person. I just want to run him off the road. Right. Well, his cruise control automatically adjusts speed for the car in front of you. You can set it by car lengths. You say, I want to be four car lengths behind this car. And you never have to touch the gas pedal. You don't have to touch the brake. You just steer it a little bit, kind of. It, it kind of keeps you in the lane anyway. So it's almost autonomous driving without all that anger. Because we drove all the way to Florida. And I don't think I got mad one time. Not one, I didn't cuss nobody out. I didn't yell. I didn't scream. And if I felt a little bad, I pushed the button on the side of the seat. Massage. Okay, lumbar. St- oh, that's great. Oh, that's fantastic. So I love having a nice car. However, sixty grand for a Corvette that I don't fit in could be a Oh, you hard. would fit in this one. Did they make the cockpit larger than normal with, with moving the engine to the middle? Did they get bigger? Um, I feel like it's a little more roomy. I do. Really? I do. Yeah. I think it, um, well, actually, and for height, for people with height, I think it does make a difference. There you go, lady. You can, that could be your next new car. It you does make a difference. There's a little bit more room. A little bit more room. Because I've noticed that, you know, most human life crisis guys, 50 to 70 years old, they wear those, you know, size uh, 32 jean shorts. Right. They're rocking those uh, size nine New Balances with the white socks pulled up, and their little <laughs> polo that's got the horizontal stripes on them. We all we all know the type. Honestly, I can't say that I've seen too many of those men. Well, they're they're countrywide versus just Bowling Green specific. Just Bowling Green specific. because yeah, okay. we see we see a lot of them. But like, watch when the when everybody comes in for like a, a convention or they're out at Beach Bend. 
because I work security out there, and you look, and it's like a sea of polos and jean shorts. Gotcha. It's it's quite comical. I, I feel like they all talk to each other in a forum somewhere, and like, they all right, do. guys, we're all going to wear jean shorts. That's what <laughs> we're going to do. They do talk to each other in a forum. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that's that's <laughs> life. They all wave at each other. Like, it's, it's this nice little club they have. Um, so that's good. So you get to miss out on Paris, which, yeah. I mean, that sucks. Which I'm bummed about, yes, but it's okay. So then what's your trip for 2020? Um, we haven't even, like, I don't think we were. I think they're looking at Sedona. I'm hoping Sedona. Um, Why not overseas? I'm Why looking. Why not get back across the pond? I'm looking at um, a retreat, maybe putting something together for Nova Scotia. Um, I seen a video the other day, and these people from Glasgow were enjoying Nova Scotia, and I was like, dang, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That would be a great retreat. So... And not seriously expensive. And not seriously expensive, exactly. Because mm-hmm. we can fly into Maine and uh, take a cat, which is like a boat, um, to Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't even have to fly into Nova Scotia, so that would be a less expense. You could fly yeah. into Maine. Well, when I was doing all my, all my flight stuff, I realized that flying overseas is not really any more expensive than flying in the States. Because now... They're charging you for carry-on bags, and this this uh, shout out goes straight to Frontier Airlines because um, I can be very specific about it. They charge you for carry-on, mm-hmm. so you want to take your purse? That's fifty bucks. Like what? We don't get a personal item that's you know our own. No, you don't get a laptop bag. You don't get a carry-on. Nothing. They charge you for everything. Everything. Now. So Frontier, yes, on the front end it looks cheaper, but it's definitely not. But it's definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. My, my tickets to Vegas were like $400. This is why I fly Southwest. I try to fly Southwest everywhere. Because I try to as well. However, uh, Nashville to Vegas, nothing. Nashville to Vegas is always, uh, the red eye is always the cheapest, $197. Yeah, when I look for, <laughs> for mine, no. Of course, I am going out there the same weekend. They're supposed to be doing that Area 51 uh, raid. Mm. So I really think that maybe that's affecting my ticket prices. It I is. Really do. That's affecting your ticket prices. Okay. So I just got the signal from my sound guy <laughs> that uh, Eddie has just told me he's going to the Area 51 raid. And I'm going to go ahead and make sure I'm up on a mountain somewhere far away to watch everybody get shot. Because you guys go to try to raid a military base where you got a bunch of airmen out there that are super trigger happy. Um, and waiting to just light you guys up with 50 cows. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be body parts everywhere. They can't stop us all. Yeah, they can. Yeah, it's it's the U.S. Air Force. <laughs> they absolutely can stop all of you. Yeah. yeah. Some, something you forget is I, I was in the Air Force for, you know, at least a day or two. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys just like you that are super happy to shoot people. They think it's Call of Duty. That's what they think. And they're going to do it from a turret. They're just going to take out crowds of people. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they can stop them all. I've seen the one point. How many How many people are we up to now on that Facebook event? I know it was like 1.7 million last month. Yeah, I think they counted it as the fourth largest army in the world. No, definitely not. Of one, that many million people? No. No, there's no. more. There's more. Well, look it up. You have the interwebs. We're just talking about tech. You have it. Let's find this stuff out. Come on, Jamie. That's what you're supposed to do over there. That's what it's all about. Um, so, yeah, the, the whole tech thing, it just it makes us crazy. Like the Area 51 thing. 
Right. Those people, I'm sorry, they're they're freaking nuts. Well, they're hiding aliens from us. I want to know too. Are you gonna go? No. Oh, why not? One hundred ninety-seven dollars Southwest. You fly right <laughs> in there to Vegas. You get your your picture taken with the fabulous Las Vegas sign, and you go out there to Area Fifty One and get shot. Yeah, that, I don't want to I mean, get shot. Sounds, sounds like a great weekend. It sounds like a great weekend. Yeah, I'll and just, yet one point seven million people. I'll just watch people. from Facebook. If I'm sure is, it'll be live. If there actually is aliens. So how many people are going to that event? You have no idea. We can't tell you. It's secret now. Classified. Oh, it's G4C <laughs> classified now. Okay, okay, yeah. I think y'all are just nuts. I think that's what it is. So, well, if you're going to be there, then I'm going to need you uh, as a sound guy because we have podcasts to do at the Olympia because that's that same weekend. So, if you're going to be there anyway, you might as well. Is that the which Olympia is that? That's the Olympia. Oh, okay. Um, it's in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Always um, the third weekend in September, um, and that's where I mean everything really happens there. The Arnold is bigger; um, mm-hmm. that's in Columbus, but the Olympia still has its its grandeur. It has its stuff, and for the event that we do, it's a little bit of a smaller event, so I have more time to go do stuff. So I also have to go spread my mom's ashes um, on the Colorado River and do a few other things, and go to a wedding, I'm the best man in my buddy's wedding. So I'm going to be very very busy for those five days I'm there. Yeah, it sounds so, like you're going to be real, really busy. Yeah, and I'm flying there the day after I fly back from Iceland for 10 days. So September is just a kind of a crazy time for that me. That is crazy. Yeah, but my tickets, the whole point was the, the ticket thing for flying international or, or normal. My Vegas ticket was $400. Mm-hmm. My Iceland ticket was only 630 bucks. Oh, wow. So because I have a place to stay when I get there, you know, it's a little bit easier. I don't have to worry about Airbnb or hotels or anything right. else. 600 bucks and I can go to Iceland? Why not? Right. I mean, it's it's $600. Who do you know in Iceland? Funny story. Um, do you, are you familiar with the world of strongman at all? Yes. Okay, so in the 90s, there was one name you probably heard more than anybody else's. Magnus for Magnuson. Okay. You probably heard that name. Four-time yes. world strongest man. Uh, one of the greatest guys in the world. I'm going to go stay with him. Okay. Um, I met him the first Pretty time amazing. Um, back in 2008. I flew him down to Italy to officiate a show that I was doing. We kind of headed off. We talked for a while. He was there for about a week. Got to hang out. You know, ate um, my wife's lasagna. You know, we just hung out. We did stuff. Went to Venice. We did everything. Um, so now when we see each other at the Arnold, he'll usually spot me before I spot him because I'm working usually so much that I'm not looking up. I'm not looking at who's around me. There's celebrities everywhere, but I really don't care. I got a job to do. And he'll stop me. Hey, Dave, what's up, man? So when somebody like that knows who you are, to me, that's more a sign of stature than knowing who these people are. Right. You know, because anybody can know him. That's Absolutely. great. He's, he's a Wikipedia right. page. He's important. Four-time World Strongest Man. Great. Exactly. But when he goes, oh, man, my buddy Dave, who lives in America, I think in Kentucky, for him to know that, it's huge for me. Right. So that's who I'm going to stay with is him and another buddy of mine, Sigfus, um, who was a World Strongest Man competitor this year. I competed with him back in 2008 in Hungary at World Natural. So it, it all kind of ties together. And that's what I was saying. I have a bed anywhere that I go. So when I decided I was going to go to Iceland to do the podcast, I'm like, well, let's get some good people on there. So Maggie Absolutely. will be on the podcast. Cool. Closer to the mic. Okay. Always <laughs> closer to the mic. That's why I have Eddie here <laughs> to make sure that I don't try to sit back and, you know, always try to enunciate the best way that I can. So. With these trips that you've got and all these other things, um, Nova Scotia does sound really good. What time yeah. of year? Um, I think, you know, September. You know it's cold up there, right? 
Right. It's like, cold. Like, it's not cold in September. It's like still pretty 60s. Cold. It's still pretty it's cold. It's 60, 70 degrees. Compared not, to here, it's still, it's still pretty cold. Right. But it's not that cold. Well, okay. Yeah. Just so long as you're ready for that. Yeah. I would be willing to go in, like, you know, June or July. So, I mean, that's what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it. Sound like, and that's going to be the same group of ladies. Or are you going to try to grow that group, make more people, try to change grow it up, that or? group? No, I would like for the same group of ladies, but then all of us have grown, so we all bring in, you know, maybe one or two new ladies to the group. Mm-hmm. How many? How many people you got in the um, in the in the Facebook group now? How many members? In my Facebook group, or just in? So it's not my group. This, the Self Love Club is mine, and I've got about 150 people. Um, Light Beamers, which is the group that I'm in, where I met all these ladies at. And what is what is the Light Beamers? Probably what over 3,000. What what is that Light Beamers? What is that? Light Beamers is a community that a lady in Texas. Her name is April uh, Pertwee, and she is um, absolutely fabulous at what she does. She helps you tweak your story and she helps you tell your story in a way that it's not negative and that it helps you connect with your audience so let's say you're a um, entrepreneur or you know you're, you're selling something so she will help you tell your story in a way that is not going to make it feel salesy and of course you know I don't sell anything I'm just in there trying to figure out how to connect with people better um, at what I do and help people um, and to shine my light better in the world and so she's really helped me to grow and um, establish my story in a better way than what I was telling. Um, I knew God wanted me to tell my story, but I just didn't have it finely tuned. And she helps you fine tune that. Um, and she helps you, she gives you ideas on how to do that. And it not sound salesy or pitchy or, or anything. It's, it's, it's about being vulnerable and about being real. And to do that, and to help you do live videos and um, to be better at it and not to be nervous. And so, like, doing this podcast, I was a little nervous, but I do live videos all the time um, in her group and with my other ladies in the self-love club. So I'm not really shy or backward um, or nervous. I think it just comes naturally after a while. When you first started it, is that something you were doing? As far as like being nervous with with speaking, was that an, was that an issue for you before? And it's kind of helped you overcome it, or have you just been kind of like ah, whatever, just people? Yeah, yeah, I've never really been shy. Time out real quick. Um, she ended on a really good note there. We only have three minutes left, and so this is recording. But you paused it when she ended. No, I flagged it. Okay, flag it. So just save that, and then we can jump into the next one. Get on the. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This segment has been brought to you by Gorilla Strength Equipment. They build the equipment that we all use. They take great pride in what they do and believe wholeheartedly 
things worth doing are worth doing right. Everything they send out, they're proud of, and every single item that comes out of that shop has a lifetime warranty. Just as important as producing heavy-duty quality equipment is providing top-notch customer service. Their number one purpose in life is to make a difference by helping people. Their goal is not to make a transaction with a customer. That doesn't mean shit. It's to create relationships, build friendships, and help people achieve their goals. The home gym craze is really just gone crazy. People aren't wanting to go pay 40, 50, 60, 70 bucks, you know, to go to a gym and spend, you know, several hours of their life there. They're trying to do it in their home. They're trying to do it in the garage, trying to do it in the basement. They're just trying to get it done. So this is a place you want to go to. Gorilla Strength Equipment will make just about anything. The creative mind that David Dennis has is unfathomable. I'd, I've helped him design stuff myself for strongman events. You might have seen our equipment at Mammoth Strength Challenge. You might have seen it at Kentucky Strongest. You might have seen it at the Arnold Amateur World Championships. Last year, we just used the Bubba Bar as the axle deadlift for that championship. Now, we were able to load that bar up to over 700 pounds. There was no flex. None. None whatsoever. And we still had enough room to put another 400 pounds of bumper plates on there. See, they make great stuff. You need it. I need it. I use them all the time. I've got hubs. I've got axles. I've got bars. I've got grip stuff. Everything that you could ever need from Gorilla Strength is there. You need to contact them and let them know. Now, we're running a special deal for you. If you're listening to this podcast, if you use the coupon code H2OCAST, that's H2OCAST, when you do your checkout, you can get a Bubba Bar at the low, low price of $120. That's shipped. That's everything included. That's called you spend $120 and it's going to get delivered to your house. That is fantastic. You're not going to find another deal like that. Now, these are the same bars that we used at the Arnold Championships, the Amateur amateur World Championships. We use these bars. They're fantastic. So if you go online, you go to GorillaStrength.us and you use the coupon code H2OCAST, it's H2OCAST, then you can get these very, very, very special bars for only $120 shipped to your house. Normally, they're $150, so you're getting $30 off. This is a huge discount, everybody. Go and check out David Dennis at GorillaStrength.us. All right, so that's the light bringers. Light beamers. Light beamers. Light mm-hmm. beamers. Let me get these these names right. So tell me more about the 150 people that are in the self love club. Self love club. Club. Yes. I, I want to put too many B's in there. Self love club. 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 <laughs> so so it doesn't sound like I'm drowning. The self love club. Tell me about these 150 people. Who's in it? Where are they from? How active are they? Most of these people are, um, they never really post. I wish they would. Um, most of the people that are in my self-love club are friends on my Facebook. They're just supporting me. And I love that. I love that they are. But I also love that I get messages on Messenger saying, thank you for posting that. I really needed that today. You have no idea what I'm going through. 
And that is what keeps me going is those messages in the middle of the night saying, hey, that message you put out today was great. It was on point. It really helped me in my life today. And that, that is the whole goal. The whole goal is to help other people and just to help them. That's the goal. And I think a lot of people in the world today that we live in, it's just like we have blinders on. And I'm bad about that sometimes. I have blinders on. I just want to do me and stay focused and not veer off the path. And I think everybody lives in that life now because that's just what the world has created. And they don't want to help other people. And that's why I'm here. That's why I do what I do. Um, that's why I came up with Self Love Club because I need to help people. Because I needed help at one time. And there were people that were put in my path that helped me. And now it's time for me to give back. It's time for me to help people. Well, it sounds like this club also helps you too. It does. Because with, with those messages you're getting, you're still getting help. You're, you, haven't, exactly. you haven't reached a point of, you know, self-actualization we're not we're not talking seventh level of maslow's hierarchy here we're more on the the scope of what you put into it is now exactly what you're getting back out absolutely and most of the stuff that i post most of the stuff that i post is actually stuff that i'm going through at the moment and i'm just posting it being vulnerable thinking somebody else could be going through this too and they are they just don't tell anybody. And that's okay. But people need to know that we all struggle. We all struggle every day. No matter what it is that we struggle with, we all struggle. We just need to reach out and help somebody else. How much of your feedback ends up being on the negative side? How many naysayers do you end up getting? I haven't had any. None? Zero. Wow. I'm sure there's people that's talked behind my back, but I haven't had any. Not that came directly to me. Have I heard people talk about behind my back? Yeah. We're, we're not going to hear that, but, but yeah. I mean, They're behind my back for a reason. Yeah. Legitimately, fuck them. That's, that's how I feel about it. Uh, oh, we're, uh, we're also uncensored here. We don't care about <laughs> okay. you know swearing or anything. <laughs> um, so you get nothing that's really direct so you don't get the internet trolls you don't get any of those people that do that stuff not yet no not yet. well that podcast is out and you know the massive amount of audience that we have right they might start it's, to it's start live will happen now yeah. yeah i mean i've had naysayers in my life but i can't remember them because i don't want to i just don't care right i don't I mean, care either if they've got negative then i just i just don't give a crap but for some folks one negative thing one Oh man, why would you post this? Oh dear God, why did you post this before and after? You're still a before kind of trolling that happens. Um, the fact that you haven't experienced that is kind of really nice. It is really nice, but like I said, it's still small. I still could, you know. I'm I've not like I don't have three thousand people following me, mm-hmm. so I still could have those people, um, and I'm sure it would be a blow to my self-esteem but I'm not gonna let it be because I'm supposed to do this work this is what I'm supposed to do well, I guess for that you take a uh, you take a page out of the Joe Rogan book you don't read comments you just you just don't do it 
Right. Because as soon as you start to read one and then you respond, you're just fueling their fire. You're just fueling their and fire. And you give them something to do. Yes. Um, I saw a great meme the other day where uh, it was the swimsuits for the Miss America pageant, which they've done away with now. But they're showing everybody, and that's the top picture. In the bottom picture, you see this dude who's probably 350 pounds, doesn't know what a gym looks like, sitting there eating Cheetos with his little dog, who conveniently looks a lot like your dog. It's weird. Um, a little terrier mix. Um, sitting there and going, yeah, her boobs are too big. And that's the that's what the, the post is, because he's sitting there and he's posting it. And he looks like that. Right. But he's critiquing the future Miss America. Right. It's like, well... Or you could just, you know, get up off your ass and go do something with your life, right. feel better, and not have so much negativity. And is that what um, is that what the group is all about and what it's for? It's to eliminate that negativity. Right. It's to eliminate negativity. It's all about positivity. It's all about self-love and your self-esteem and self-care um, if we don't take time for ourselves we can't do anything for anybody else we can't and when I say anybody else that's your kids you know your kids are suffering and my kids suffered my older two boys they suffered because I was suffering Levi he's not had to suffer as much as my older two boys suffered my oldest has an anger problem because I had an anger problem. All right. Back on. We're back on now. Back on live. What were we talking about? The self-love club. That was yeah. it. Okay. Self yeah, that's what club. we're talking about. So with the self-love club and 150 members, how many of those members are, are active? I mean, I think they are all active. They all see my post. Um, but like I said, they're they're all my friends. Like, they're all my Facebook friends. So how many of them are reacting to it? Um, like, if you put a post up out of 150 members, how many likes are... i about 75. So you're looking at 50%. 50%. That's, over 50%. That's really so good. So 60%. Okay. So 60% of the people are actively engaging in, in everything. Absolutely. When you do those posts, you see the people that like it or love it or anything else, do you engage them farther um, publicly, or do you try to message them to the side, or you just kind of let it go? I just let it, let it go. Itself? I just let it go and let them reach out to me, because yeah. um, it's not for me to decipher what they're going through. Um, if it resonates with them, great. I know I've did my job. Um, if they don't like it, then it's not resonating with them at the moment, and that's okay. That's truly okay. Um, it wasn't for them. It was for somebody else. Even if it was just for one person, I did my job. Because we can't rise, we can't go to the next level if we don't help other people. We rise by helping other people. We level up when we help others. So every time that you help someone achieve a goal or you help someone in their life, that's just closer you are to getting to your next goal or getting you to where you want to be to up leveling you so what happens when we're driving on the interstate and we flip that guy off does that does that take us down a few notches or i don't flip anybody off <laughs> what happens when we cuss him out and 
all the other fun things because we we kind of all do that because I watch I watch people drive. I definitely do. Yeah. Um, maybe not on the interstate. A lot of people are probably flipping me off. I'm like in the fast lane going 95, and I still got somebody, some joker behind me trying to run you off the road. Trying to run me off the road, and I'm like, I'm going 95. So what, what I do is. I go 95 until I get to where I know the state trooper's going to be. Then I slow her down and get over and let him get the ticket. <laughs> Karma. 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 Because if they don't know where the state troopers sit, which we all know between here and Bowling Green, there's three places where they sit. Right. That's where they go all the time. I know most of them. Seen them. You know, had dinner with them at one point or another. Right. Uh, you've been pulled over by one of them, Eddie, in Smith's Grove. Yeah. Doing, you did? Doing 95. Listen to what this one said one day. Okay, so I'm coming off hot on the interstate. I really am. I'm trying to get somewhere fast. And I hit Smith's Grove hot. <laughs> I'm coming off the interstate going 75 off the ramp. He's clocked me already. He pulls me over. We're in the middle of part, uh, Smith's Grove. And he's like, Ma'am, do you know how fast you were going? Yes, I'm just trying to trying to get home. I'm so sorry. I've got somewhere I gotta be. And um, this one says, and don't ask her what's in the trunk. <laughs> wow, Levi, thanks, man. <laughs> like I had a body back there or something. <laughs> I was Way like, Levi. And he just looked at me and I said, He's joking. Uh. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm going to need you to step out of the vehicle. <laughs> Luckily, that didn't go down. I didn't look like I had anything in the trunk, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, this one thought it was real funny. <laughs> man, kids can set you up for success. Oh, man. Right? But, you know, that's a story that you can tell from now till the, the end of time. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll be great. It was pretty funny. The trooper got a laugh out of it. Hmm. I'm surprised he didn't make me get out and be like, pop your trunk. <laughs> I mean, I would have just for fun. Anytime a kid says something kind of crazy, I'd be like, let's go with this. Let's see what, let's see what happens. Let's yeah. see what happens back here. Yeah. But I, yeah. I have an inquisitive mind, so I always want to see what rabbit hole we can end up going down. So you mentioned something before. Uh, I just want to kind of wrap back around to it, to the alchemy stuff. Uh-huh. Let's talk on about Instagram. That. Yeah, let's let's talk about the alchemy. Self love alchemy. At that, um, I was going to do self love club, but it was already taken. So I was like, okay. Well. So it was taken on Instagram, but not on Facebook. Not on Facebook. Weird. So weird. Would you think about changing the Facebook name to Self Love Alchemy? No. No. Okay. I like Self Love Club. It just has it has ring to it. But I looked up the word alchemy. And it means transformation. And that's exactly what I'm about. I'm about transformation. Because I've transformed. And I want to help other people transform. I want them to transform their life, their mindset, the way they think, the way they live. Just their life in general. I want them to be better. To be better humans. To be better parents. Um... Just to be better people. I think we have kind of gotten away from being good people. 
I think everybody wants to be good people. But the world we live in today has no morals anymore. We need to go back to some morals. We need to teach that to our children. Um, I think the internet has created this. We live however we want to live. It's not true. We need to teach our kids morals. We need to teach people morals. We need to live by those again. Um, it's not a free, a free for all. And I think that's what the internet has created. In my opinion, it's created a free for all. So, do you think that all these uh, safe places and all the other things that have been generated within this this uh, this millennial movement? Do you think that is affecting how all the rest of us live our lives? Absolutely. And how is that how is that negatively affecting us? Because I feel like that you know we and, and I'm not downing any person or anybody. I want people to be true to themselves and whatever that is for you. But we also have to live with morals and respect for ourselves. And um, we, we don't condone murdering. We shouldn't condone that. But the Internet is so vastly condoning that. I mean, I can pull up on the Internet and watch a murder happen. It's pretty sad. It's but pretty you, sad. You can also pull up a birth and see that happen too. Exactly. So is, exactly. is the internet bias one way or the other? Is it just all-encompassing information? Or it's do you encompassing feel that it's all negative? information. No, it's, it's, it's negative and it's positive. <laughs> it's negative and it's positive. But I feel like there's more negativity than there is positivity. So with that, there's more negativity out there. And the, there's more light or more darkness around the negativity than there is the positivity. I mean, how many people share a positive story? No, people don't share that. They share the negative. They share that this man raped and murdered three people. Or they share, you know, that somebody got robbed. Because they want people to be aware of their surroundings. And they want you to be aware and not... They're just trying to help you, but they don't realize how it hurts you. Well, I'm not sure if you know about this or not, but the, the algorithm that Facebook has... Oh, the, I know all about algorithms. <laughs> Can't say it. <laughs> um, but the way it's set up for your feed, um, you're more, much more likely to engage on something negative than you are something positive. Right. So they're going to continue to feed you all the negative things that they can because you're going to engage. Right. And those engagements turns into clicks. Those clicks are directly um, responsible for funding because right. advertisers want more clicks. They want more products to be sold. Right. So the more that you engage, the more you're going to do. So the more negative you do the more you're going to get, the more money you're worth. Every person in the world is worth $12 to Facebook. 
That's all any of us are. We're not information. We're not anything. We are $12. That's what, that's what we count as. So they just want us to engage as much as possible and stay on that format. If people looked at Facebook all the time and all they saw was unicorns and rainbows and Care Bears, it would die. Right. It would go away. And I've had people ask me all the time, why do I post so many pictures on Facebook? Algorithms pick up better with photos. They pick up better with 3D photos. They pick up better with live videos. So the more that you engage on Facebook, the more people see you. So the more pictures that you post, the more 3D pictures that you post, the more videos that you post, the more people see you. That's what you want. If you're trying to get a message out, that's the algorithm that you want to be on. Um, Tuesdays are horrible for algorithms because Facebook updates on Tuesdays. Nobody sees anybody's posts on Tuesdays, just so you know. Tuesdays. Hmm. Tuesdays are terrible. Weird. Because I, I do my it's own. It's a weird day. I do my own tracking for, you know, like when I do signups for Strongman or anything else. And I have found that Sundays are the day that I just need to not um, post anything about an update for a contest or anything else. Um, because everybody who's looking at Sundays, looking at the stuff that was uploaded Saturday, nothing new Sunday comes out. So I don't do anything. Monday and Tuesday end up being slow. And then Wednesday. All right. So I'm going to just go ahead and address this elephant in the room. <laughs> Levi and his infinite wisdom went into the kitchen while we're doing this podcast and he got not one, not two, but a handful of, are those butterscotch? Butterscotch. Butterscotch candies with the little wrapper on them. And he came back in here and he had so many of them in his hand that they were falling out of his hand as he's climbing over the doggy gate. And he's coming in, we can hear it coming through. I'm not sure if it comes through on the podcast, and you guys are going to hear it. Eddie's telling me yes, because the microphones are just that good. And now I've got Levi and Eddie sitting over here, just crunching away on uh, butterscotch. butterscotch, as each one is individually wrapped, and they're unwrapping it. And that's all we hear. And then Amy looks over, and she's just giving the, the mom eye. It's like, hey. Good. The finger and everything is out. Just stop that. You can feel the the tension. And then Eddie puts his hand up. Oh, that's me. My bad. So diamond the poor kid out, getting him yelled at over there. Man, way to go, Eddie Wardo. Thanks, what Eddie. A, what a great guy. Just getting that kid yelled at. I can see you guys are going to be great friends. This is super. Just selling him right down the river. Way to go. <laughs> All right. Now, if we can try to get back on topic and talk about the important things here of wonderful Facebook al algorithms and negativity. Um, compose yourself, Eddie. Can you can you get yourself back right there? It's woo-saw. Rub your ears. Whatever you got to do, man. Can I tell you something? Go for it. Cogger said before you leave, he needs you to pop his back. Of course. Of course he does. <laughs> That's awesome. His mom is a massage therapist, but he needs me to pop his back. Right, that's, exactly. That's a good plan. There you go. Yeah, because moms plan. don't know anything. Mom yeah. don't know nothing. Mom knows nothing. All they are is just old people. 
We're just moms. Yeah, you're just a mom. I know nothing. You have not lived a life. You were nothing before you were a mom. Exactly. In the children's eyes, that's it. You that's were it. just I'm always just mom. a mom. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Eddie does the same him. thing. I can't fix him. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. I mean, you are here, Dave. You can fix him. Yeah, you've only been doing this 15 years. Right. You don't know what you're doing. It's okay. I don't know what I'm doing. But the good thing is, though, I've been doing this about 18 years now. So you can still, back. I can still, I, I mean, I'll still get the job done as right. equally as effectively as you do, but right. you're mom, so you're not allowed to do it. I'm not allowed to do that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to pop his back when he's six foot six, six foot seven. Yeah. He's not, yeah. A, not a small person. No, no he's not, at all. not a small person, but we can, we can get him done. I can do it, but he don't want me to do it. Your mom. I'm mom. Weird. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that. So. But in any case, our next topic, <laughs> as we move on, because um, Elephant in the Room was just killing me. It was just stomping all over the podcast. Over I know, here. right? Thanks, Are Eddie. you guys done with the Don't uh, touch any more butterscotch. Do you want to get some, like, big salsa chips or something and, like, crunch on those or maybe? Okay. <laughs> okay. Are we good now? Okay. We're all good. Right. You want to maybe chew on some celery or, you know, get some big long sticks of that with, like, some ants in a log? We can maybe do those up for you. Have those as our next snack. All right, so we're flagging now. That's good. We're flagging the edit. <laughs> we're flagging it to edit. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. So yeah. every time that we, we're on the app and something comes up that you know we don't want to be published, right. uh, we flag it so we can go back and we can edit. But we can do it from our phone or wherever remotely. Um, but Eddie likes to flag all the things that I say that's anything negative towards him. Oh, there and you that's go. That's what he's trying to flag. You've got one flag in there. You don't need to flag it every thirty seconds. You're going to listen to the whole thing and know that it's going to be terrible. You, you already know. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we got gotcha. you. Um, we got your back. Yeah. You're yeah. going to edit that out. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm very We're happy about that. Yeah. All right. So, if people want to find you, um, yes. And and really, what I'm what I'm driving at is. The ones that are scared to reach out, the ones that are scared to message, they're like, they see this thing, they're like, oh, it's a positive group. Okay, cool. But my situation is different. I'm special. My thing is totally different. I can't do the things that Amy did. I can't go and lose the weight. I can't do this. My husband is out doing this thing, or I don't have a husband anymore, or just life is just so awful, they can't figure it out. What do they need to do? And what, what can they do? If they're a part of your group, but they don't engage, they're not they're not doing anything. Can they message you and say, "Hey, help me. I, I need absolutely. I need, I need help. Absolutely. What do they do? Just message me. Let's talk. Let's go have coffee. If you're local, let's go have coffee. If you're not, call me. I'm willing to give you my phone number. I will tell you my story anytime. I am not shy about that. Like, I have been through a lot in my life, and it has gotten me to where I'm at today, and I'm grateful for the lessons I've learned. I'm grateful for the people that have shown me the worst, and I'm grateful for the people that shown me the best, and I get to decide who's in my life and who's not and that is very powerful and I get to tell other women or, and other men that they can decide who's in their life and who's not it's your decision it's 
and I and I tell people this all the time. Like I have a I I have like this thing that I do with people. If you don't add to me and you take away from me all the time, you got to go. If you're never adding anything to me, you got to go. I can't and and other people need to do the same thing. If people can't give to you what you give or not what you give if they can't give to you at all if they can't give one positive thing to you they gotta go you cannot be weighted down by negative people because that changes your mindset that changes your energy your energy is everything and I'm a massage therapist and I read people's energy all the time I can tell when people come and to see me what I feel them because I'm in their energy field everything everything has energy even this microphone has energy everything in life has energy and I feel that energy like I'm in tune with that that's what I do I don't necessarily work with energy a lot, but I do work with energy a lot because I'm in everybody's energy field all day long because I'm working on them and touching them. That's in their energy field. I have to go through their energy field to work on them. So I'm in their energy and I can feel their heartache and you have to, and if everybody doesn't know what to do with energy, it can weight them down. It can feel like they're being attacked um, when they're not, but they feel heavy. It's because someone else has drawn off of their energy and they have created, or they think they have created, because sometimes I feel like I'm being attacked and I'm real my energy's real heavy and it's really just because I've picked up on somebody else's energy in the room and I've took it on as my own and people don't know how to deal with that how do you neutralize it you neutralize it by grounding yourself grounding um as massage therapists, I have to ground. I cannot massage someone in shoes. Can't do it. Hmm. I cannot wear shoes during a massage because I can't ground myself during that massage. Because if I do have shoes on, I pick up on their energy more and I take it on as my own. And it makes me sick. I can't do it. So I wear no shoes when I'm giving a massage because I can't ground myself if I have shoes on. So do you do all your massages remotely or do you have a studio? I have a studio in Bowling Green, yes. Um, I've been in the same location for um, almost 15 years. Next year will be 15 years. Um, I love being downtown on Chestnut Street. It's a great location. Um, I feel like it's accessible to everyone, and um, 
I just love being in that area. So you go work all day at GM. Yeah. And then go do massages after. Yes, not every day. Um, I try to keep a schedule of Wednesdays, Fridays, Wednesday evenings, Friday evenings, Saturdays, and Sundays. So that's my schedule. Um, I don't always stick to it because, you know, my clients injure themselves and they need my help. So I'm usually... Um, I'm usually in the office every day. <laughs> every day. Usually. So the majority of your clients, I mean, are they, because being right there on Chestnut, I mean, you got a lot of college kids over there. Do you get a lot of them as clientele? Or? No, I don't want college kids. Why not? They have a lot of lot of energy. They have a lot of things going on. They, um, they need help just as much as the older folks do. Honestly... If they're in sports, they already have a sports medicine person on staff at WKU. Um, honestly, I don't get a lot of college students, and I don't. That's not that's not who I reach out to. I am more reaching out to people that have chronic problems, um, fibromyalgia, chronic back issues, chronic neck issues. Um, I do deep tissue work. So, if you're not having, I don't, I don't like to do frou-frou massages. That's just, you know, relaxation. They're just coming in because they just come in. Because They're looking for their hour of time that's just their own. Right. I don't do well with those. I mean, I do do them, but my focus as a therapist is I'm a fixer. I fix you. Um... And my hands kind of know where to go. Um, it's a gift. Not everybody has that gift. And I've been blessed with that gift. And I use my gifts during my massage to know what areas to work on. It's very intuitive. And a lot of people don't understand that. I don't even understand it at times. But it is very intuitive. Um, my hands just know where to go. I know where they're hurting. They don't even have to tell me. I already know. Um, for your for your demographics, what uh, what age groups are you really working with the most? Because you say you're you're kind of staying away from the college kids. The yeah, younger the younger generation is really not there. So we're really talking like thirty five and up, forty and up, probably 50 and up. thirty to seventy. I mean, I do have I have some older folks that come in on a regular basis. Um, and they need the work. I mean, they, they've put in some hard work over the years. So, And they're trying to stay off medications. And that's my goal. That's my ultimate goal for them is to stay off the meds as long as you can. Because medications nowadays have so many side effects. So many side effects. I mean, this lady came in today and she was like, I was taking blood, pr blood pressure medicine, but it caused me to cough all the time and I don't want to cough all the time and I'm like yeah that's totally a side effect of the blood pressure medication and then she was like the doctor put me on anxiety medicine with the blood pressure medicine why do you think that is the case and I said because you have hypertension I said your neck is tight hypertension causes neck issues <laughs> and I said 
if we can get your blood pressure lowered by just you coming in more and getting body work done, then you won't have to take the medication. There are other alternative ways besides medications. And I think back, something happened in the 70s where somebody said, medications are great, let's take them. It's not the case. We've got to get back to holistic health care. That's where we're going to heal ourselves, is in holistic health care. That's through massage, through body work, through breathing techniques, through herbs. I'm not supporting CBD. I'm not against CBD. I think it's a great thing. We got to get back to holistic thinking. We got to be we got to take our vitamins, people. You know, that's where it's at. It's in the herbs, it's in the holistic, it's in the body care, the body work, the massage. It's in all of the stuff that we've gone away from because someone thought it was a great idea that pharmaceuticals were the best way to go. Well, I can wake it's up not. in the morning and take a pill and be fixed and just go about my day. You're not fixed. But they because you, you have you are. 50 different side effects to one pill. I mean, when 50 side effects come into play, why would you want to take that? And I don't think people research. They're like, oh, I trust my doctor. Don't trust your doctor. He's getting a kickback from that medication that he just prescribed to you. Do you realize that? Do you realize he's getting a kickback? He's getting money in his pocket because he prescribed X amount of prescriptions for that one pill. Do you realize that? That's what he's getting. He's getting more money in his pocket, so he don't care. He's going to prescribe that. When I go to the doctor and I ask for an antibiotic, prescribe me something in the 60s. I don't want anything from today. Why do you think that is? Because in 1960, there wasn't any side effects from the medication from an antibiotic. Because it wasn't mass produced in the 1960s. Because nobody needed an antibiotic in the 1960s unless they were super sick and dying. We have created everything. We've created all the diseases because that goes back to GMO. goes back to farming. Corn. I don't eat corn. I won't eat corn. You eat a lot of corn. I probably eat a lot of corn. I won't ingest like corn on the cob because it's not corn. It's GMO. It has been GMO forever. Corn is in just about everything we eat. It is. It, it is. I'm not going to deny. Really is. It's every every package you look at. Every is. package has corn extract or corn syrup or yes, I yeah. agree. Even the it meat, is. even the meat we eat has corn in it. Yes. Cuz it's grain fed. Cuz it's grain fed. Yeah. Yes. But yes, I agree with you. That's killing us. These cotton candy flavored grapes. What Wait, the what? hell is Wait, that? What are my favorite just so we're clear? 
They oh, are no, delicious. Wait, wait, wait but a minute. Now. They've got cotton candy flavored grapes. Yep. Yeah. This cotton is, candy flavored grapes. But guess what? Those are GMO. Absolutely. Most of your produce that you find in your stores is going to be bad for you in some way. Yes. I mean, all of it really is. Everything's bad for you. It's killing us. They are killing us. People aren't waking up to... They're killing us with our food because we want it to be... I mean, McDonald's. McDonald's is a billion-dollar... Actually, it's probably a trillion-dollar business. It's fantastic. Have you seen the movie The Founder? It's not fantastic because guess what? Leave whatever you bought in that bag in your car for the next 30 days. And I guarantee you it will not grow mold. It will not grow anything because you know why? Because it's fake. It's all fake. Somebody did a test where they left it, left the meal out for nine years from McDonald's. Still hasn't grown mold or anything. Because it's fake. Mm -hmm. Why are we eating fake food? Why? Why are we killing ourselves? Because of what's readily available and cheap. It's readily available and it's cheap. I agree. But it's reality. Mm -hmm. We're killing ourselves. We got to do better as humans. We got to do better. But the people in control make that really hard. The people who. They do. They make it very hard because it is so expensive to eat healthy. Look at me. I went through weight loss surgery. I'm trying to eat healthy. But it's so freaking expensive to eat healthy every day. It's more expensive to eat healthy than it is to go through McDonald's. And that's why people are still eating the shit. That's that's why Eddie brought me a bag of it. That's, that's why, why Eddie brought you a bag of shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. He's trying to kill me off. He's trying to kill you off. What he didn't tell you is he also uh, went in and crushed a quarter pounder on his on his way there too. I'm so, sure he did. Yeah. And we all But do. he's twenty, so he can do that. So he's yeah. young. It's we fine. all eat fast food. We all do. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Because it's readily available. But And that's the only thing in Smith's Grove on the way to my house. So that's oh, really there you go. that's really what oh, it so is. So Eddie lives in Bowling Green. <laughs> yeah. Bless him. Can't you see the Corvette plant like from your house? Yep, I stand in my parking lot and it's all right there. Wow. Yeah. When you go down Corvette Drive um, Mm -hmm. to uh, Porter Pike, Uh those apartments across the street. So Eddie lives in those apartments. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I would say that I visit him, but he went and did a uh, anti-Uncle David thing and got a cat. Oh. So I can't visit Eddie anymore ever. A cat? Yeah. Guys don't get cats. His wifey got a cat. Oh, your wife got a cat. Okay. Yeah. I understand now. No wife. Wifey. Yeah, with my wifey. Oh. They, they've been together since they were like 11. Gotcha. So, it's wifey. They've gotcha. got, they've got okay. a longer relationship than I've ever had with anybody. And I'm, <laughs> me too. And I'm 36 me too. tomorrow, so. Oh, you're younger than me. Yeah, so yeah. they've been together forever, so. We've already accepted that she's a part of the family. We'll keep her and get gotcha. rid of him. So get rid it's okay. of him. Yeah. Well, we kind of did the same thing with his dad, my brother. Um, we kept Kathy, which is his mom. And uh, we kind of got rid of my brother. We're like, eh, man, go wherever. Yeah, we don't care about you. But we kept Kathy because she was great. 
So we ended up with Eddie though. So I guess he's. I think Eddie's pretty. He's pretty cool. Pretty cool guy. Pretty pretty cool guy. Pretty pretty cool guy. Until you give him a handful of butterscotch. Yeah, and then he makes a lot of noise. Yeah, he wants to ruin the podcast. Exactly. (laughs) But. Well, I think we can probably um, wrap it up there. So yeah, if people absolutely. want to reach out to you, let's go ahead and just recap um, Recap the groups of everything that you've you got going on. You can find me at the Self Love Club on Facebook. And you can also find me at Instagram at the Self Love Alchemy. Self Love Alchemy. We'll yeah. make sure we get that all posted in the description and everything else so people can find you if they want to reach absolutely. out. Um, if they want to do better. And if you've got any other kind of events or anything going on, um, we'll see if we can't post those on the site too. So, you know, walks through Mammoth Cave, anything like that. You, I mean, you're you're really right here. I know. If you could throw a rock a little bit harder, you could hit Mammoth Cave. From I here. know. I got lost, and my kids did not even care one night. So it was kind of like dusk. It was kind of like this, and I was like, I'm gonna go run a trail real quick. Oh. <laughs> run a trail real quick at dusk. This sounds like basic my white phone, girl material in California. That's my what phone I'm died. My phone died, and I took a wrong turn on a trail, and I ended up nowhere near my car, and I was, like, in the dark, no phone, and thinking that I was getting attacked by something that was in the woods that I kept hearing chasing me. <laughs> That's, that's either a figment of your imagination or and one of the coyotes. And my kids didn't or, even care. They, they were care. like, well, you're home awful late. Uh, I got lost in the woods and had to flag. I literally ran through the woods, got off the trail, and ran through the woods because I seen headlights. So I was running toward the road. That I was way far away from my car. And I was like, <laughs> how did I do that? I don't even know. Good thing you didn't hit a sinkhole or uh, right you know, exactly that... or fall off a bluff. <laughs> yeah, there is some of those over there. I mean, you know, that, that Doyle Valley is kind of expansive, and it's one giant bluff. I'll 